Welcome to the Connected Insurance Podcast, presented by Agency Revolution. Listen to interviews with the most influential people in the insurance industry. Learn the most important strategies, tactics, trends, and challenges facing today's independent insurance agents and brokers. Subscribe today and get updates delivered right to your inbox. And now, without further delay, the Connected Insurance Podcast. Hello, everybody. This is Michael Jans, co-founder of Agency Revolution. And today, I am thrilled to welcome you to this episode of the Connected Insurance Podcast presented by Agency Revolution, creators of Fuse. Fuse is the insurance marketing software that skyrockets retention, boosts policy per customer, and makes your clients love your agency. What else could you ask for without you having to hire more staff, programmers, or technologists? If you haven't done it lately, visit agencyrevolution.com, request a demo of the software that agents and brokers are literally, and I mean it because I see the comments raving about today. And again, I am really thrilled to present you with this this episode of the um, Connected Insurance Podcast, where it is my job to connect with the people who are helping to change, reshape, and lead this industry into the future, and to discern and dissect the information that you need to thrive in that future. That does often mean that we swing between the strategic, examining the trends and forces, to the tactical, the practical way that people are responding to those trends and forces. Well, this episode kind of merges the two. We have a great strategic thinker, my guest, and somebody who has, in the practical world, in the real world of insurance, has created an insurance powerhouse. It's my uh, great privilege to introduce you to this conversation with Mike Matheson. Mike is the um, founder, president of Colorado Insurance. Um, very short description of his story. He purchased a teeny book of business. It was um, $1.5 million in premium. Um, and oh, roughly 20 years ago, he made a strategic decision and he executed on that decision and he executed well, uh, now pushing a hundred million dollars in premium from an 85% retention to a 93% retention, which isn't easy to achieve with a book that's that big. Um, so in this podcast, you will be filled with, uh, both the strategic perspective and very practical, tactical ways to grow your agency. Um, among other things, we focus on the ACOR marketing model that focused Mike on fast, reliable growth, uh, what we call the whiteboard method that helps this entire team stay focused on key growth leading indicators, uh, the slight twist that Mike put on traditional agency structure to become what he and I both call an insurance factory, uh, how selling less but focusing more, uh, both in terms of product and uh, customer segment, really kicked his agency into high gear. Um, what he does, the job that Mike has focused on most, mostly working on the business, building systems that grow the agency, um, and much, much more. Um, so great privilege. I think you're going to love this conversation. <coughs> um, full disclosure. Uh, I, as you probably are aware, I generally know most of my guests, some uh, very intimately and some, um, if I didn't know them in advance, I always take time to get to know them long before we hit record and deliver the podcast. I've known Mike, full disclosure, he's been a client of mine for over 20 years. Um, and I'll also mention this to you. He's been a member of my mastermind group. Uh, and uh, after this may be of interest to some listeners, after we took a pause on the mastermind group for literally two years during the pandemic, we're opening up again. If that's the kind of thing, and Mike is a member, if that's the kind of thing that gets your juices going, that if you're looking to make, uh, this coming year, uh, 2022, your best year ever, then you might want to learn more about it. Uh, it's entirely up to you. Check it out at michaeljansmastermind.com. Remember that. Pretty easy, michaeljansmastermind.com. Um, and um, also, of course, if you uh, have any questions for me, reach out to me, email michael michaeljans.com or connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm pretty responsive to questions I get on LinkedIn. Uh, of course, 
Uh, you should be following Agency Revolution. And as always, if uh, we've earned a five-star review, uh, would love to see it uh, on your favorite platform. Um, if there's something I can do to earn that five-star review, reach out to me and let me know because my point of view on this podcast is it really does belong to you. And so I want to hear what's important to you. So um, again, if uh, you've got any questions uh, or uh, anything you want to connect with me on, uh, feel free to reach out to me, LinkedIn or Michael at michaeljans.com. Or again, you can visit Michael, um, michaeljansmastermind.com. And so now it is a great privilege and an honor to present to you um, the, uh, well, the leader, the founder, and the president of what's arguably the fastest growing personal lines agency in the United States, obviously stripped through uh, normal agency records. Um, if, the, if, a, if a typical agency is growing 4.6% per year, um, Michael didn't 10X that, but he had, he had a string of 12 or 13 years in a row, 30 to 40% growth every single year. So if you love that stuff, you're gonna love this conversation. I hope you enjoy it. Great privilege to introduce to you, Mike Matheson. Mike Matheson, how are Michael you? Michael Jans, good morning, sir. Yeah, um, well, good to be with you and thanks so much for sharing your story. So uh, you have full disclosure to the audience. Um, you and I have been, uh, well, we've known each other for over two decades, I suspect, and you've been a client probably all of that time. Uh, so, um, so I know a thing or two about you that the audience doesn't. Tell us a little bit about Mike Matheson. What's what's your story? Let's start at the beginning. You know, what? How did how did you get into this insurance industry? Sure. So, Michael, I got into the business uh, in 1990. I worked for a captive company called Country Companies, um, and I was with them for six years. And I will say the training there was absolutely wonderful. It was a great training program. Uh, so in like 1997, January, February of 97, I uh, decided that I would go independent. So I purchased a very small independent agency. I think it had a million and a half in premium at the time. Um, and I was able to connect and network with carriers and I was able to get a, uh, a, a contract with Ally Insurance. And that was my big one. I already had a couple of contracts with non-standard companies, but having come from uh, country companies, they taught me to write preferred personal lines uh, business. And that, that was really, right. it's huge to, you know, you wanna, you wanna go after, the, I think the term now is mass affluent. Um, so that, that's, that was my target market. Um, but it wasn't always that way in the very beginning in, in you know, in like 2000, uh, and, uh, I'm sorry, in 1997, I wrote everything, right. I wrote health insurance, commercial insurance, uh, auto and home insurance, um, life insurance. And I didn't do any of them. Well, I, I, I didn't, you know, cause you're all over the board. Yeah. Um, it was, uh, probably early 2000 when I decided I'm not going to write anything but auto, home, umbrella, and toys. Toys being boats, motorcycles, RVs. Mm -hmm. um, and that was the day that my agency just took off. It just absolutely took off because I did one thing and I did it really, really well. And I did it better than anybody else. Um, so that's kind of the journey that I was on. And we've morphed since then, um, for instance, uh, at Colorado Insurance, our model is for the agent to produce business. And then we have a customer service team that services that business. So it's segmented. So everybody does what they're good at. Salespeople sell. They don't service. Service people service. Of course, service people do sell, but they don't know that, right? <laughs> okay, we we'll, we'll get to that. All right. We, we, we teach them, but yeah. Um, but uh, so as we got into this, and, and you said it to start off, you and I have had a relationship for well over 20 years. And 
I've been a student of Michael Jans for over 20 years now, and I've listened to everything that he said, and I've picked out, I've picked out different things that you've taught me over the years, and I've run with it, right? Um, I'd like to say all this is, is things that I came up with, but most of it I took from other people, you being the main person. Um, so, you know, the journey has been one where, and, and, and you like this one, where it's been a, um, it, it, it's, it's been a insurance factory that I built. And I built it because of the, uh, the strategies that you have taught me. Um, the implementation of the strategies was the difficult part though. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, it always is, right? Um, yeah, so, it is. So that, uh, that one, one and a half million dollars in premium over the last couple of decades has turned into what? Just, un just under a hundred million now, just under a hundred million. Okay. Um, you know, there were times when we first met back in the Quantum Club days where you used to put on those big, huge events uh, up in Chicago and wherever else you had them. Yeah. They were exciting events. Um, and I loved it. I loved it. I, you know, I was a junkie. I was a Michael Jans junkie. I would get all that information you would send every month and I, I'd stuff it under my desk here. And, um, you know, and I never did anything with it for years. I didn't do anything with it. Then, of course, one day I pulled it out and said, well, I'm paying for this every month. I might as well look at it, maybe use it. And the one thing that really got me was that ACOR model thing that you sent me. And you kept sending it to me over and over and over again. Attract, convert, optimize, and retain. And it, it, just, it just resonated with me. One day, it just resonated. And uh -huh. I was able to take the things that you taught me and implement them and make it an, an insurance factory here at Colorado Insurance, because that's what it really is. I mean, you, you, you attract the customer, you convert them into right. clients, mm -hmm. um, you optimize them, meaning you, you, you sell them auto home umbrella toys. It doesn't, it makes no sense to, um, to the carrier to just have one piece of business. It definitely doesn't make sense for the um, client because they want to be fully protected. So you want all of their insurance. And certainly to the agency, it means a lot to have all of the insurance because that's the long-term value of a, of a customer, of a client. And um, so that ACOR model, I really grabbed onto, and that was super important. Um, one of the other things that I'd like to bring up is the mastermind group, Michael, that you set up the million dollar club that has been hugely instrumental in our success here at Colorado insurance, because I was able to connect with other members in the, uh, the million dollar club. Uh, and I was able to bounce ideas off of each other. And that, that, that just was invaluable to me um, to be able to travel to these places we went to and, and connect with, people who were having the same issues that I was having. Mm -hmm. And I was able to grab little bits of pieces of information. Um, and and the, the, the one huge thing that I can tell you is, um, and I got this from uh, Keith and Rich uh, Savino, was the, the offensive approach to customer service. Our, 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 our um, retention went from like an 85 or an 86 to a 93 plus. Um, and that has been huge. That has been huge. I mean, if you just think about that, and Michael, you know, we've talked about this many times. Right. But that has been a huge, um, that's a game changer, taking the offensive approach to customer service. And so um, let's, if we can break that down a little bit. Uh, sure. I, first of all, um, the uh, the the amount of income that that must represent on a compounding basis mm -hmm. to go from mm -hmm. eighty five to ninety three plus mm -hmm. in your situation must be mind boggling. Um, and so you know sometimes people think that like really high retention belongs to a maybe you know a more of a private practice you know a small kind of hometowny agency mm -hmm. where 
the agency principal, you know, has more relationships and more recognition. Well, obviously, I don't know how many customers you've got, Mike, but you don't know them. Right. Right. <laughs> there are a few too many for you to know. No, um, that's true. And, yeah. And and yet, um, you know, uh, with with a book that big to have a retention that high, that's uh, that's admirable. What, what what do you think are the elements that go into that retention? Sure. There's a couple of things. Um, the first thing is um, optimization. So, again, getting back to the ACOR model. Yeah. So if Michael, if 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 I'm talking or if one of my agents are speaking to a potential customer, potential client, um, and and we just sell them a monoline policy, they're gone in a year or two. If if the agent is a if if they really are professional salespeople, um, and they 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 do the auto home umbrella and all the toys, if they get everything, the, the, the long-term, the, the client is gonna stay with you for, you know, I think the industry says seven years, uh, if you have all of their insurance. I think they're with you for 10, 12 plus years in, in, in our experience, because the, the, the first thing is you optimize. The second thing is that you, um, you develop a relationship with the client by doing annual reviews with the client year in, year out, year in, year out, and touching them once a month electronically to let them know you're still here and you care about them. So th those are the couple of things. Um, and, and the other one really big thing is um, at Colorado Insurance, when a client calls us, is a very, very high percentage of the time, we're gonna actually answer the phone and take care of the client right then and there. Um, so very high percentage, 90 plus percent on the, on, the, on the rare occasion that the client has to leave a message, we get right back to them. So we're, we're right back to them. So yeah. that, that is huge because when a client calls us, they're not calling to say, hello, they have a problem and we gotta solve this. So that's what we do. And and so uh, so do, do you, is that something you monitor is uh, the uh, agency's ability to take care of a customer when they call on that call? Absolutely. We have, if you're here in the office, we have them on the screens. Um, how many people are calling in, how long they're waiting on hold and how many people leave messages. So we monitor that consistently. Uh, that That's our level. That's our lead indicator for, um, for, for what our retention is going to be. So we yeah. have several lead indicators for retention and that's one of them. Got it. Okay, now you had mentioned a couple of communications that or communication strategies that are, that you think really contribute to the retention but also to the optimization. Uh, one of them is, I, I think, as you said, touching the client every single month with something. How do you do right. that? Well, generally we do it with newsletters. Um, they're mm -hmm. the easiest way to do that. But the, probably the biggest thing is about 90 days prior to renewal, um, we have um, this really cool tool called Agency Revolution. That uh -huh. Aha, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And it, it, it touches the client and says to them, hey, your policies are coming up for renewal. Um, we want to ensure that there are no gaps or overlaps in your coverage. So click here to schedule your annual review. And they click the link and it takes them to a calendar. Um, and then they schedule their time, day and time that the client wants to have the, the review of their policies. Mm -hmm. We have, um, currently we have six or seven um, remote senior customer service representatives. And all they do all day, every day, five days a week, is they review clients' policies. So we take an offensive approach to these reviews, right? So yeah. now, instead of the client calling up and saying, gosh, darn it, I've got a, a rate increase and I can't believe my, you know, and they're annoyed, right? They got a rate increase. Right. Now we take the offensive approach. We say, hey, you may have had a rate increase. Let's discuss why. So now we have a chance to breathe, look at the, look at the client's account and say, oh, here's why they had a rate increase. 
Maybe it was a general rate increase that the company took. Maybe they had an accident. Maybe they have tickets. But at least we have the opportunity to really look at it and assess the situation and talk to the client in a calm manner because mm -hmm. we initiated it now. Right. Yeah. So that's the difference. Okay. So we kind of diffuse any tensions right up front. So we talk to the client about price protection, and then we provide the service. So um, we get price off the table right away. We talk to them about price. Yep. We're going we're to get you the most competitive price we possibly can. Mm -hmm. Probably not going to be the cheapest, but let's talk about, um, let, let's talk about protection. Now you do care about protection, don't you? And then we go into that whole thing. Okay. So I've heard that that, one that diffuses the whole situation. Yeah. And it's wonderful. It works perfectly. Okay. Um, so I want to ask you about how you perceive your role as leader. Um, so give us a sense of how, like how many people are on the team? What's the team that Mike Matheson leads? I have um, five management people in the organization that I lead and then they lead their teams. Um, and I have one operations manager, Sarah Zambrano and her and I work closely together mm -hmm. most every day. Yeah. Um, uh, but the end of the day, we are a sales organization. So we're always thinking, okay, we've, we've got to be able to um, scale this operation to ensure that we're growing all the time. Um, Obviously, there's been a few things uh, with with this, this this thing called COVID that's been out there. So that's kind of <laughs> the last couple of years has been difficult. However, yeah. we really haven't skipped the beat there. We've been we're still keeping up with uh, double digit uh, growth mm -hmm. year in year out. So yeah. we're still doing that. Now, years ago, maybe uh, 10, 12 years ago, we were doing 30, 40 percent growth year over year. Now we're doing in the neighborhood of 10, 11% growth year over year. So, you know, we, we obviously were a bigger agency now. So um, it, it's sustainable. It's hard to sustain double digit. The growth. percentages. Okay. But still double digit. Um, and so um, let, let me, uh, I'm going to remind you of a conversation that you and I had some years ago, because this is central to the question of what, the role of the leader. Um, it, there were a couple of elements in that conversation. One was that you had said that um, the previous year you were, uh, your, the growth was hitting close to 40%. And you felt like you wanted to dial it down a little bit because that was, um, that was a lot of change, right? That's, uh, that puts, um, you know, Stress, puts some pressure. stresses on the scenes. And so you, so you brought it down a little closer to the uh, low to mid thirties, as I recall. Um, mm -hmm. and, uh, and then in the same conversation, you'd also indicated that uh, after 20 hours, you're not quite sure what to do with your time. All right. And I know now, I mean, you know, from our conversations, you're spending three, three and a half months out of every year in Florida. Uh, but that doesn't mean I'm not working. <laughs> it doesn't mean you're not working. Um, so, uh, so what is it primarily? I mean, I, I, I think it's pretty obvious that you're not answering the phones and selling automobile policies. Right. Right. And, yeah, and yeah, in fact, yeah, and, and this may make sense to you, but as I've looked at my client base over the years and identified those who really have 10 X or more. And you've done more than 10x. I mean, if you bought a million dollar book of business, you almost are at a hundred x, right? But, <laughs> um, <clears throat> that uh, uh, without exception, those 10xers uh, stopped selling insurance policies themselves um, fairly early on, that it was a strategic business decision. You probably haven't sold a policy in a long, long time. Long, long time. Probably uh, twenty years, maybe twenty it's years been, or more. Yeah, so, so, so it would seem to me that you would fit the definition of what I would call a true insurapreneur, uh, working <laughs> yeah. on the business, not in the business. So, yeah. what is it that Mike Matheson actually does that um, has that you think has leveraged such tremendous growth? 
it, it really it's a no-brainer there, Michael. You've got to um, you've got to develop the people that you bring into your 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 business. You've got to develop and surround yourself with people that you can lead. Surround yourself with people that um, believe in the cause and are, are bought into it um, and are passionate about it. Um, without the people, you, you can't do it yourself. Um, so you've got to bring in good people and you've got to pay them well and you've got to take good care of them. Mm -hmm. um, and in turn, they will be loyal to you um, and they'll they'll do the job to help you build the business. Okay. Um, which is why we're at where why we are where we at today um, is because the people that we've had, the people that we have, um, and it's been, you know, it's been really good. The people we brought on have been excellent. Um, you've also developed a business model that um, I, I, I'm not certain that it's unique, but it is um, it, it, it has clear distinctions. Your business model uh, has an organizational structure to it that has integrity. Um, I, yeah, that, so that's by design. By des obviously, by design, you really engineered yeah. a business model that was... Um, uh, designed to scale. It had the capacity to scale. What yes, are some of the critical elements uh, of that model that you think have really contributed to the success? Well, you know, one of the things is you, you, I talked about the people. Um, the more people you can help realize their financial dreams, mm -hmm. the more you can realize your financial dreams. Um, so you sell this um, to the, uh, the, the the people that you bring in. You sell this. You know what do we want? We all want to live our lives, and we want to be financially secure uh, for for ourselves and our families. Um, and and that's really the key. If if um, you could um, show somebody, hey, this could be your life if if this is what you choose and you're willing to pay the price because there's a price to pay. You've got to pay the price. Now, it doesn't have to, and I'm not talking monetary here. Right. Price. What I'm talking about is you've got to put in the hard work, the, the sweat, right? You've got to put it into your business. Um, I always, I, I tell my newer agents, I say, all we expect from you is for you to work um, six days a week, a half a day, every day. And a half a day is 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. <laughs> now I'm talking about agents here, not, yeah, not employees. Right. I'm talking about agents. Um, if an agent comes in and look, tongue in cheek, but, you know, six hour, uh, six, six to six, six hour, uh, six days a week. But honestly, that's kind of what you have to do for the first three to five years to be mm -hmm. successful. Yeah. Um, if you're committed to doing that, uh, you know, so. So I guess to answer your question is, you know, it's that um, it, it, how how badly do you want it? If you want it, I can show you the way. I can show you the way, and you know, we have all the tools to 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 lay it out for the uh, the agent to show them what they could be doing, right? And what 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 financial gains they could have from it. But we have many many agents here at the agency that are enjoying a really good six figure income, right? And and are living their lives. They 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 take vacations and they can go they can go on vacation and not have to worry about their book. They can go for a month. And, okay. And, ah, okay, right. Uh, and they're yeah. no longer working seventy two hours a week. They're no longer you know they're probably working 30, 40 maybe, but probably yeah. thirty. Right. We, we have many agents that do that. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so you've got some teams and they have um, distinct responsibilities. You've got the. Correct. The sales mm -hmm. team, um, fairly uh, significant part of the operation, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, oh, well, yeah. That's that is the operation. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, and 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 they're responsible for customer acquisition. Correct. After um, they acquire a customer, what's the nature of their ongoing relationship with that customer base? Next to nothing. Okay. 
they transfer it over to, they, they transfer the relationship. We have a process in place. Mm-hmm. They transfer the relationship over to the customer service team. Mm-hmm. And the customer service team takes over that relationship at that point. Okay. And the customer service team's responsibility is now what? That Well, they're, they're in charge of the retention piece of the puzzle. Okay. And we have lead indicators that we watch all the time to ensure that um, the retention stays high. So I could go and I could look at um, a report that says um, we're dropping, when I I say drop, meaning uh, that customers are leaving messages, I could see that, oh, it's getting close to 10% of the phone calls coming into the system that are not being answered on the first call. That's a lead indicator for retention. So we, right right away, we say, okay, we got to fix this. So we can... At any point in time during the day, week, month, we could look at it and say, well, this is this is what we need to look at, right? Make sure. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is um, the, the uh, is how many um, cross sells are we doing on a monthly basis, right? Um, because if you're cross selling policies um, that for whatever reason ended up to be a monoline policy, either the agent didn't sell it properly, right or the client took their business elsewhere mm-hmm. um, during the year, but cross-selling is huge. So we make sure that we're always cross-selling. And we look at that number as a percentage to our to our business. Um, endorsements is another piece of the puzzle um, to ensure that uh, we're putting on endorsements on policies because that, um, that shows that we're communicating with our customers right. on, on, a, on a daily basis, weekly basis, monthly basis. Um, and then, um, uh, of course, the retention, that's all lead indicators to retention. So we look at these things that are lead indicators to the end result is always retention. That, that's what it comes down to. Right on. Um, yeah. Now, so are, is that the whiteboard? Uh, so let me put Correct. that into perspective. So having been yep. in your office, I walked into the customer service room. I think you showed us around one of the mastermind groups that we had. And uh, every CSR had a whiteboard behind their desk. This is individual whiteboard. Mm-hmm. Right. And the whiteboard, um, as I recall, um, had five elements on it. And every time they achieved one of them, they put a little check mark by it. And then yep. maybe it was at the end of the month or the end of the week. I don't, I don't know what. That's they correct. all got fed the up month. to the big whiteboard in the front of the room, right? Yep. And everybody claps and yeah, right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yep, yep. Yep. That's how it is. Yeah. And it's a, um, and if you, if, if you were a customer service rep in our system, Michael, and you went up and you didn't meet your goal, then you have to say, oh, well, I didn't meet my goal, but I got to put it up here anyway. And it, yeah. it makes you feel just, you didn't do your, you didn't meet your goal. Mm-hmm. But then if you meet your goal, everybody's clapping and it's a, it's a wonderful thing. <laughs> okay. So, so the, uh, I'm breaking this into chunks. So you've got the sales team, all the producers, you've got uh, the customer service team, but then you, I think you also made reference to the um, senior remote workers who are doing the annual reviews. Is that a different team? That's a different team. Yes. That's okay. our senior customer service representatives. And I they, they don't come into the office. They, they're in actually different parts of the country uh-huh. and they each have their goals that they do. So they have um, how many reviews they're going to do each day, week, month, um, how many cross sells they do, how many upsells they do. Um, so each of them has goals that they have to reach. Um, and we monitor that. And, you know, look, there's a certain amount of, uh, you know, we're professionals, right? We're sales professionals we're customer service professionals. So, you know, again, we, we want them to have pride in their work. So they're senior customer service reps for a reason, because they do a really good job at what they do. Ah. And they, just do that, they just do that one thing. That's all they do is client reviews. They don't answer phone calls. Mm-hmm. All they do. Is, so they're preparing today for tomorrow the phone calls they're going to make tomorrow, the, the reviews they're going to make tomorrow. We give them time during the day to review the accounts that they're going to do tomorrow. It's wonderful. Uh, all right. Um, clients love it. Okay. So th- it would seem to me those, uh, other than 
admin and support, those are your three basic teams in this insurance factory. That is correct. The ones who get the customers, the ones who service the customers, but also sell them. So presumably they'll upsell them and right. All those, the five things on the whiteboard. And then there's the other team that uh, whose only responsibility is the annual review, which then also results in higher retention and more policies per customer. Yada, yada, yada. Yep. It just keeps rolling. Yep. It's that, okay. that, that, that factory, that, that, that chain of events that happens all along the journey. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's wonderful. Okay. So, yeah. so going back to uh, the role of the principal, the role of the leader, what do you think are the most important contributions that you, you make on an ongoing basis or have made to, uh, to create the agency that you've got? Well, it's really, you know, Michael, it comes down to the people that you hire, the people that you lead. Um, mm-hmm. That's what it really comes down to. That's my daily job to ensure yeah. that we're, 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 we're all focused and we're all moving in the same direction. And there are days when it's very challenging. It's, it's very challenging. Um, but generally speaking, um, you know, we, we all, you've got to make the, the, it's got to be crystal clear the direction you're going in. Um, if it isn't crystal clear, people get confused and they start moving in different directions. Um, it, it's funny watching people because you can't try and keep them on track and they'll be looking over there and saying, oh, well, what is this over here? What is this person doing? No, yeah. no stay focused. <laughs> yeah. All right. right. Just um, that one thing you do, just do that one thing. I, I want to uh, circle back to Acor just for a moment here. I remember, oh, so just a few years ago, you showed up at a mastermind meeting and you showed me your spreadsheet, which mm-hmm. basically was pretty much an Acor spreadsheet. You, you were able to determine, um, it, it, you know, within the, like a, a tenth of a percentage point. Um, all of the major factors that were driving the growth in the organization month by month, uh, right? You know, not just on the sort of gross level, like, you know, what, what's happened to annual, you know, what, what annual income, you know, year over year, month over, you know, previous, previous year, same month. Um, But you were able, really able to like drill down to a level of detail that probably really gave you a very tight steering wheel on driving where you wanted to take it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it, it just, you know, it's a spreadsheet that tells us exactly each individual agent, what the agent is doing, how much value they're adding to not only um, the agency's book of business, but their book of business. Um, it, it, it's, it's a very motivating thing for a person to, for an agent to say, well, last year I was at 1.1 million and now six months later, I'm at 1.45 million in right. premium in, mm-hmm. in that person's book. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's really, uh, it's a motivating thing for, for an agent to look at their book grow year over year, um, and understand that. Hey, I know when I wake up January 1st, whatever year it is, I know that I'm going to earn X amount of dollars this year and I don't have to do a thing. Now, of course, new business, you want to do that the next year too. So put more new business on the books and you just know what your income is going to be. And that's really a nice thing to, 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 to look forward to year yeah. over year. Yeah. So, now, yeah. Um, you, you did make a strategic decision, which you alluded to at the beginning of the conversation, to be a specialist in personal lines and all of the elements in personal lines. Um, and your customer acquisition strategy is largely through producers who are in the field. How do Correct. they get, so typically, um, how, do they, how do they generate a customer? Sure, we have several core strategies that we use. Um, new agents are taught to um, cultivate their X dates. We have, we have 12, 13, 14,000 X dates now. And now an X date is, you think, oh, an X date, nah, that's no good. But think about it. We have their name, address, date of birth, social security number, driver's license number of everybody in the household. Now, it, 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 we look at it as not if you're a customer, it's when you're going to be a customer because we have all this information. And by the way, we protect it, obviously. That, that's number one. But 
But if I call up the, if I give an agent, a new agent into the system, and if I give them 200 X dates, I mean, that's a gold mine. Think about it. You know, you call up, you call this person up and say, hi, this is Mike with Colorado Insurance. We quoted your home and auto insurance about six months ago, and our records indicate you're coming up for renewal again soon. May I update the information I have and get you out a new quote? And the person says, no, I don't really think so. And then you say, oh, do you still live at 123 Main Street? And is your social security number still? No, we don't say that, of course. But <laughs> my point is we yeah. have all the information already. And then the client might say, well, no, I sold that vehicle. And now I have a uh, 2020 Ford F-150. Oh, let me make a note of that. So X dates are huge to get an agent, get their pump primed. So that's how you prime their pump. Okay. The next thing is, and it's huge, current client referrals. It's just not that hard to get a current client referral. Or even if they're not a client, ask them. But we have um, scripts that we give agents. That the, the biggest challenge there is agents have to ask. <laughs> right. But once, once they get into a habit and they get really, by repetition, they get really good at it, right? And once you start getting current client referrals, it, honestly, it's game over if you can get really good at that one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but current client referrals is the next thing. Of course, natural market, when a new agent comes into our system, right. handing out business cards, um, family, friends, natural yeah. market. That's always a good thing. Um, and lastly, uh, well, not lastly, but the next thing is we teach our agents how to develop um, relationships with mortgage brokers. Um, if, if you have a good relationship with four, maybe five mortgage brokers you're, and, and you talk to them about, um, we have a script for that. And it's like, go something like this. If you're the mortgage broker, Michael, I say, Hey, Michael, I would like to apply for the position to be on your team of professionals. Nobody says that. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? The, the mortgage broker looks at us and says, well, I didn't know I had a position open. Well, <laughs> <laughs> okay. But my point being is that you develop yeah. a relationship and you provide really, really good service to that mortgage broker. So the, the reason they'll do business with you is because you're taking care of their client. It makes them look good. But if you don't do a good job for them, they're gonna they're not gonna send you their business, right? Got it. Okay, so Go there's ahead. a sequence of um, of customer acquisition strategies that they Correct. move to, and then Correct. ultimately they're able to secure uh, some kind of an inbound um, stream of prospects into their funnel from the relationships that they develop. It's all about the relationship in the mortgage industry. Yep. It's all about okay. the relationships. Well, and, it's about the relationship with the X states. It's about the relationship with right. the current client referrals and uh-huh. mortgage business. And then there's this new thing out that I don't know what, how to make of it. It's this thing called social media. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Where, where, where an agent sits by the phone aggressively waiting for it to ring. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, do, do your agents use social media? Some of them do. Some of them and do. Some are successful, but it's you have to be really like anything else. You have to be consistent. It's a skill set that they either they need to learn or they don't. I, okay. I don't understand it, but it's fine. I, I mean, no, yeah, if an agent does it, I love it. It's great. Mm-hmm. Do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. OK, so um, a, a couple of other questions just before we wind up. W- one is. Uh, Mike, um, in the last couple of years, you engaged in a relationship with a private equity firm. Uh, yes. How's that worked out? Um, yeah, so it's been phenomenal. Uh, I didn't think I'd ever sell. I never really thought about it, to be honest yeah. with you. Um, but then uh, some, some folks came to me uh, through a referral. Uh-huh. Um, I, I, th- I, I, I think I think you discovered them through um, uh, Rich and Keith yeah, Savino. Other members of the mastermind group. Um, that is correct. Rich and Keith Savino. Okay. Absolutely. Yes. Good friends of mine. Um, yeah. We uh, so we got to talking with um, the the uh, Peter Foy PCF mm-hmm. uh, Insurance Services of the West. Right. Um, and I looked at their business model and I thought to myself, Wow this is a phenomenal business model and I wanted to be part of it. Mm -hmm. So I was able to um, sell, be acquired by the PCF 
um, uh, organization. Um, and I was able to take part of the uh, my equity and put it back into the big company, PCF, right. and watch it grow. So I've been able to do that. And it's been a phenomenal journey for me. Um, it's been over two years now. And I absolutely have, uh, I look back and I am thrilled to be part of this organization. It's absolutely wonderful. Marvelous. Um, okay. it's, 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 it's been a really good ride. Good okay. people, honest people, and they know what they're doing. Um, so I, I do have one more question that I want to ask you. Uh, so you started this journey, let's say it was roughly 20-ish years ago with a mm -hmm, mm -hmm. $1.5 million book of business, and now it's pushing a $100 million book of business. Um, so that's the past 20 years. Uh, so imagine that you know you were looking to the future, maybe not 20 years, Mike, but uh, you know, really wanting to position the agency for success moving into the future. Um, and and um, so imagine that they're, you know, perhaps young Mike Mathesons uh, who are listening to this conversation, they're thinking about, um, you know, not going from the year 2000 to the year 2020, but or 2021 or whatever, but from now until the year 2040 or something. Uh, what do you think the future of the agency distribution channel looks like? What do you think are the challenges and, and largely what, what, what advice would you give to somebody who, who regardless of where they are, you know, uh, what, regardless of what generation they're in, what advice would you give somebody who really wants to thrive in the future? Yeah, that's a big question. Um, <laughs> yeah, maybe too big. I mean, I, I, no, I no, a that's lot okay. Yeah, that's okay. Um, you know, the industry is certainly changing. There's a lot going on. Um, and there's a lot of uh, the, the private practice of a, a, a individual being in this business. There's, there's a lot of um, noise going on outside about, um, you know, a, a, an agent, a private practice agent needs to produce more and more and more because there's, there's a lot of pressure that the carriers are putting on them. Um, and while they can survive, it becomes difficult to make the transition from, for an individual agent uh, selling insurance um, and then doing all the other things that it takes to run a, a business. Um, so if, if, if they're out there and they're um, running a private practice to make the transition to now go start hiring people to do the customer service, and still I have to sell if I'm an agent, right? Um, right. So yeah. to do all those things, it's really, really difficult. There are many, many organizations out there now that can help individual agents get past this. Um, and you really have to do your homework if you're, if you're out there and you wanna be, you know, here we are 2021 and you wanna to go to 2040 with your business. Um, you really need to start looking around to see what technology is out there, um, who can help you. The, there are people out there that can help you, you being one, Michael. Um, you, you know, you, and I, I, I'll give a plug to Colorado Insurance. Um, uh, organizations like us, we help agents get through that situation and we take it off their plates. But there, mm -hmm. there are really many models out there that I think that... Um, that could really help an agent get over that hump and get to the, whatever their promised land is. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, my advice would be to, hey, look, first of all, you got you got to pay your dues. You got to work really hard. You, you got to pay the price. Um, so think about, think really, really hard about how you're going to pay that price and what direction you're going to take your, um, your business in, your um, your agency, how you're going to take it, what direction you're going to take it in. Um, and you got to look at what your goals are. You know, if your goals are to spend more time with your family, plus make a six figure income, you know, you can do that, but it's very, you know, you got to have help doing it. So, um, so those are just a couple of things. And obviously we can't do it right here and now, but you got to dig into all those things. Um, so I think to some extent you're saying that the, um, oh, the old school um, model 
of the private practice is probably under some threat moving into the future. Mm -mm. Yeah. Absolutely. And, well, and so they, so they really now. need to that, that need to move from being producers to being leaders or being uh, move from being producers to being insurepreneurs, building the business or what we talked about earlier, working on the business, not just in the business and to find ways to make that transition as elegant as possible. Yeah, if you think you can build a book of business and sell insurance and build the infrastructure at the same time, it's really difficult. Yeah. I, it, it's nearly impossible. You, you can do it, but it's, it's really hard. You, you have to, at some point, if you're going to go that route, you have to, at some point, stop selling insurance and work on your business. Stop you, selling insurance. Do. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, right? <laughs> um. All right. Well, Mike, um, is, I'll, I'll leave the final words to you. Is there anything, um, any final words that you want to leave the listeners? Sure. Hey, all I can say is this is a wonderful, uh, it, it's, it's an unbelievable industry that we're in. It, is, um, it, can, it can really, really take care of you. Don't forget to take care of the people around you. And don't forget to give back to the industry and give back to the people that you're surrounding yourself with. Take care of the people. It's really, really important. So that's, that's what I would leave people with. Very good. All right. Well, Mike Matheson, once again, congratulations on your success. Thank you. And, and live, and, live and in the life. you me tremendously. So thank you. Well, it's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. I mean, there, there, there are clearly there are clients who, um, you know, I can look at in my career and say, this was a joy. This relationship was a joy. And it was a, uh, certainly a joy to watch uh, your agency grow um, exponentially. There's a, couple of, there's a couple more chapters left. So a couple of more <laughs> chapters left. Okay. <laughs> well, that said, uh, yeah, now, the, now that the pandemic is over, uh, or I can't really say it's over, but people are traveling more safely, and you know we've had our we've had our vaccines, and so um, we 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 did put our mastermind group on pause for now almost two years. Crazy! Um, I look forward to seeing you. Yeah, I look forward to can't wait to get back. I look forward to yeah. seeing you at our next meeting. It'll be coming up before you know it. All right, my friend. Um, uh, Thank you, once Michael. again, it's uh, been a pleasure. And uh, thanks so much for sharing. With Talk our soon, buddy. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Connected Insurance Podcast. If you found this episode informative, please share it with your peers and colleagues. Explore the Connected Insurance family of resources for insurance agents and brokers by visiting agencyrevolution.com and clicking media. Subscribe and get updates delivered right to your inbox. 